0: Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and True Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Father, we thank you and we bless your name. We worship you. We adore you. Thank you for the privilege of hearing your word, the words of life, which are able to build us up and make us all you want us to be. We thank you, Father. So speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter 1 verse six and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness we are talking about soaring the way up add to your faith godliness. Christianity is not one thing just like building is not one thing. We are God's building. It's unfortunate when sometimes believers think that this is what Christianity is all about. So every opportunity we get, that is what we are talking about. If he's a preacher, he rides on that. It's like a hobby horse. He sits in that and talked about talk about that all the time. But Paul, the apostle, said, "I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God." So he tells you that there is a whole grain of God's revelation. But it's how we will be proper Christians. We will be well-baked, not with different colors, but all of us will go through the meal of God's Word. And this passage is exactly like that. Starting from verse 5, Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity now sometimes even the things that we ourselves want to add they are not here we must understand that we are dealing with authority. It is not open for addition. A stranger cannot walk to your, your kitchen whilst you are cooking and then decide that I want to add this thing to it. But, but we become Christians and we safely lose God. We, we give authority to preachers we give authority to man, but the authority is the Word of God. And so back to what I said, Christianity is not one thing. For instance, let me correct prayer. Prayer is not all about speaking in tongues. Even though you claim you are speaking in mysteries, but that is not all that prayer is about. You can trace the, the scriptures and you can, you, can, you can put your hand on the prayers of Paul the Apostle. And that's no tongues. That's his prayer. He prayed for the Ephesians. He prays for members of the church night and day. You see the prayers of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. What a height of prayer. So that is the kind of error that we get ourselves into. We think that this is just one thing. Sometimes, like in a building like this, there are non-negotiables in this building. You can't play with a pillar. We We can still be here without the tiles. We were here before the tiles came. But sometimes church want to have their tiles without their pillars. Prosperity is important to them than purity. The Bible says, supposing that gain is godliness. From such turn away. So explicit. And so, with that in mind, we want to follow the word of God. That's what it means to be a Christian. Is to follow the word of God. If you follow my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Now, we tried last week to understand what godliness is all about. And we said it is the product of the life of grace. You say that I've received grace, the proof is not that you can explain it, but the receipt of godliness. That is grace. How do we know that? Titus chapter 2. For the grace of God, the verse number 11, that brings salvation as appeared to all men. Salvation will only come by grace. And you go to Ephesians through faith. God is willing and ready to give salvation. That's grace. Grace is the willingness of God. If God decides not to give, we can't receive anything. Grace is like rain coming down, but you must make your vessel, your bowl, container, whatever it is, ready to receive the rain. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldliness, we should live soberly. That's grace. It takes away in sobriety from your life because before that you care less about your soul. How careless that could be. No, no sobriety. Whether you were going to hell or not, that was none of your business. It is grace that makes you to think. It stops you in your tracks and says this is hell, I deserve hell I am a sinner I am under the wrath of God God is not playing games with me and when now you, you face a holy God and then you see the wretchedness of your sins and of yourself that's sobriety there's nothing like a grave that does not make you sober That's not the grace of God If it's not bringing sobriety into your life And then righteousness Grace intercepts wickedness It's not grace Shall we sin that grace may abound God It's not grace when we can do anything we like Husbands beat their wives Wives are insubordinate to to their husbands Children are disobedient You know church members and church leaders act rebellious they can't tell the difference between a a pastor and a member a a leader and somebody who is under leader that's not grace because righteousness is uprightness it's orderliness is divine decency and order fornication is 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 indecent it is disorderly, it's not of God it's as simple that's righteousness Irreverence is unrighteousness. Since God made his angels, they have always been acting according to the desire of God. It's a kind of righteousness. Knowing what to do and doing it. So to him that know what to do good and do what well, did not the Bible say, the same. That's righteousness. And godly in this present world in every world that you live in grace produces godliness the nature of god men take notice of somebody who is unlike them like enoch in his generation and enoch walked with god the rest were working they were working with themselves men with men men with women and that kind of walk but there was a man that was different that's grace noah found grace in the sight of god in his present world and we can still find grace and live grace in this present world so godliness then is the product of the life of grace second peter chapter 1 the verse number 4 Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, back to what I was saying, he said it is not one thing. How many people, when they shout the promises of God, this thing comes to their mind? Godliness comes to their mind. No, the promises of God is all of that I will have money, promise of God. If God cannot promise more than another person can promise you, He sees this to be God, God gives supra promises. So he comes to Abraham and says, "I're going to have a child. You are 90 years old, your wife is 80 years, but trust me, it's going to happen." That is humanly impossible, but it happens because God is at work like we learned on Sunday miracle living so he has given us great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. that is godliness what we've just read that's it the word is piety that's the word How can a church go through a whole year and they never stumble on that word? Strange words come from the pulpit. We have our own, you know, phraseology and terminologies and coinages and what have you. But this one, godliness is piety. That is the direct meaning of the word here. What is that? What is piety? It's a life free from depravity both inward and outward depravity you are free you don't have to walk to town or to a beer parlor or to a brothel to see depravity of man look right into your own heart for the prophet said the heart of man is desperately wicked your heart, not somebody else's heart a life free from depravity, thank God we can be free From depravity, both inward and outward depravity. Listen, the thing God hates about His creation is the distortion of His image in man. Human nature is depraved. The Council of Heaven is not obsessed with poverty and sickness, you know, poverty alleviation and uh, 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 this and that. That is not the issue with, with, with God and his counsel. What, what is the issue all about? He shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. That is what challenges God. but it's what insults God. The depravity, something opposed to God in man. How do you like to have your child and then you tell your child, sit down and he gets up lie down then he stands up I mean everything you say he does the opposite that is exactly how creation is and God says no That's depravity it is the normal state of man until it is intercepted by the power of his grace the depraved nature what is it which well, is contrary to godliness we are trying to understand what godliness is and we are we are using the antithesis the opposite of it to to understand what what godliness is it is it is the depraved nature is a nature devoid of god it is devoid of god do you know what it means for your food to be devoid of salt you hate it you want to throw up there is A nature devoid of God. That is depravity. There is not a drop of God inside. Paul the apostle describes it in Ephesians chapter 2, the verse number 12. Ephesians 2:12. That at a time, at at that time, ye were without Christ. You see, he is explaining what ungodliness means. You were without Christ being aliens from the common world of Israel is not talking about racial Israel but Israel as the people of God the people who share affinity with God they are like God God is like them not, not having you know a, a, a prayer cloths and, and eating Jewish food that, does, that doesn't come here at all and strangers from the covenants of promise. You must understand the place of Israel in the history of redemption. It's not just a racial, tribal, cultural, ethnic people. No, they were they were a tool for redemption. No more, no less. It's an error for a Christian to be obsessed with Jewishness. The Jew himself is a sinner like you. For God has concluded all of them under sin. There is none good. No, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you can speak Hebrew like a native Jew, it makes no difference. They they, they only come into God's program because God needed to roll out the, the 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 Messiah through them they, they are not they are not so special even when, when they were contending for their distinction God still managed to put in Gentiles like like Rahel like like um, Rahab the Howard like Ruth. like this is not God this is not a tribal God check your book of Revelation Where are we coming from? From all the nations of the world. Every tongue, tribe. There is is no special place even though God remembers them because of his covenant with Abraham. So you stay within the gospel. If you become a friend of Israel today but you are not a son of God, a child of faith, it, it means nothing nobody enters an institution like an academic institution simply because you are the friend of the head it's not allowed auditing will not allow it you have to pass that is the best he can do for you You must sit for something and then maybe he can help you you say you, you are using protocol you, you can't you can't bring somebody who has done nothing and say give him give him admission no something must be there so Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise have been no hope. And without God, that's the issue. That is the reason why the Gentiles are the way they are. That that explains the, the unchecked immorality. The unchecked sensuality. Without God. But it explains the sewage of corruption. Without God education can check that some of you it was in school that you became the most evil people money does not change that some of you is when money came into your hands that you 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 found more evil to commit the hope of mankind is godliness it is it is the restraining power of evil because God is light and in him It's no darkness at all. We said there is a sense in which we are made holy, legally. Thank God for that. You see, the gospel comes with sovereign pronouncements. It comes with legal, judicial statements without any efforts on our part. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through this man is preached unto The forgiveness of sins And then the preacher said By which you could not be justified By the Lord of Moses But through this man Just faith in him That is what I mean by Legal sovereign pronouncements So God says you are clean you are pardoned. You see, it's just like Jesus healing people. If it's a leper, be cleansed. And a leper is cleansed. Is blind, your eyes be open. Whatever the sickness was, um, the Peter's mother-in-law. He stood over her, and then she was healed. But those people should keep themselves healthy. That is why he said to the woman, "Neither do I condemn you; go and sin no more." And when he told another person that he healed, "That go and sin no more; don't go and sin, lest a worse thing come upon you." Jesus was teaching godliness by those events. So there is a sense in which we are made holy legally. That's a work of grace; it can't be contested. When God said this thing is that That's it You are clean You are pure He told Peter Why do you call these things uh, unclean? That way God has made clean So that is assurance of salvation right there God knows how to use words God's, God understands justice God is his own inventor of atonement The thing to satisfy God God himself Planet, you know the food you like best, and you give it to yourself. God knows what will make him happy and satisfied, and he cooks it and gives it to himself. And so, when God makes pronouncements that you are clean, you are justified, you are a child of God, it's exactly that he knows what he's saying. You know, sometimes it's unfortunate uh, uh, somebody said, This is what I want, but somebody wants to give him something else that he doesn't like. He said, This is what will make me happy. I want to drink this. I want to put on this one. But you think that no. Now, atonement, the death of Christ, we just came from Easter, all of that is God's master plan for his own satisfaction. No angel has to fetch water for him to top it up. It is perfect, it's complete. And from that, he makes certain statements upon pitiable creation but you are you are my son now you are clean you are justified but then he takes the hands of the clean and the justified and matches them into another sphere of his dealings with them but that's what we are talking about today so we said condition is one thing character is another justification is one thing sanctification is another There are two different things. It's a movement away from the legal to the practical. You see, people have to understand this. Some of you, you you say you are winning souls and all of that. You are just stressing, exerting yourself. You have to understand biblical doctrine and sit those saints, those converts of yours down and teach them. That's Christianity. If there are people sitting here but I could not glory over that they are born again, They are living clean and straight. I will put down the mic. What what other church is that? But thank God but I can look at faces and say, not that they are rich. No, because gain is not godliness. Now you want to do the same for people. Teach them. That's your church. That single soul. You are witnessing. You understand what you have come into and then you teach them. You move them from justification to sanctification. just people just walk into church and come out they are never changed after three months they are still the way they are that's not Christianity justification is one thing sanctification is another Romans 5 1 being justified by faith you have peace with God that's true it's true in heaven It's true on earth It's true in hell it's true when your conscience debates it because God is greater your heart God can settle truth beyond his word he settles it inside His word. he can't go beyond it it's not a vision or a dream that should prove your justification it is written that's all but then you come to a place like 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 the verse number 4 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 rather verse 4 Let's start from verse three. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Now he is trying to drill something practical into them. The apostle knows justification; he knows sanctification. But here he is the one who said in Romans, "Being justified by faith, we have peace because." But here he drops it and he says, "Sanctification, the will of God. We are going up higher in truth." If you are not willing and ready to spend time and teach people you call confess you, you are wasting your time in evangelism that's how we have church however you do it whether you are with them personally or you, are, you, 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 you extract them from some place you see that it is like that he's talking to, 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 to the church is a church If we write letters today, you know, (laughs) we are writing letters to our partners. What what do you say? It's all about the money. That cannot even be accounted for sometimes. For this is the will of God. Even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication. The man is bringing the subject of godliness. We are moving from justification. Yeah, I, 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 I thought you said that God loves me. Yes, he does. And he has forgiven me my sin. Oh, absolutely. We remember nothing. You, you don't have your salvation. It's, it's not on trial. It's not probational. You have it full and complete. But there is a will of God. Before you know that it's the will of God for me to stay in Ghana or travel or to marry this one or marry that one or to do this and do that, there is a revealed will of God. Verse 5, Not in the lust of concupiscence or sensuality, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Your converts have to hear that or you are not doing, you are not helping them. That's Christian work. And listen, everybody you can have time for like that will do well. Oh, yes, I've tried it many times. It will do it will work. That is what I have preached in this church. Until people have to think twice. That is not a church we hide in. No. <laughs> there is light. It's not it's not shaded. I think I've been to church, but I'm hearing something differently. Sure, it's not different, it's just the word of God. Verse 7, for God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. To the justified. He is talking. And therefore, I say that we are not being honest to biblical revelation and doctrine if we don't move from the legal, from the judicial to the practical and the moral that's why we have this thing here your justification is true but God is moving you to something add to your faith piety glaring incontestable piety 100% of that quality without any mystery, add to your faith and so that brought us to sundry exhortations to practical moral godliness apostolic exhortations already we have read titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22 1st Thessalonians 5:22 abstain from all appearance of evil but i i, I thought we, we are justified oh yes you are and i will say it again you are justified the, the apostles never went back on a review of the justification of the saints, they were the ones who told them, There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You have walked free from the cells of condemnation, yet abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you whole. God is involved, of course, in your godliness. It's not something all by yourself it's a human divine dance and i pray god your whole spirit god claims everything spirit soul and body be preserved blameless in other words in godliness unto the coming of our lord jesus christ what are we reading in church i am not ashamed to say these things i am rather ashamed to say the other things four months and there is there is there is not a, a every a reminder of that he is coming four months we are busily doing something everybody is coming guest preacher is coming guest speaker is coming you are coming your whatever is coming but he is coming no but authority says the Holy Spirit he's bigger than your tongue talking he's bigger than your charismatic orientation the Holy Ghost gave inspiration to men. To write, he is coming. And for that, there must be godliness. And he said, Faithful is he that has called you, who else will do it. The apostles in unison are saying, Don't take godliness out of this thing. Don't take it out. Add it to it. We must be worried careful of any teaching any message any practice that belittles or denigrates godliness and I want to emphasize any practice we can't expose ourselves in church in the name of a practice whatever and say we, we, you know let's, let's carry on no you can't there must be godliness methodologies in church cannot swallow up the truth of God's word that is unfaithfulness if not insanity of the highest order so we should be careful of any teaching however slight it is any message any practice that I find it offending that we can talk about immorality and laugh it's not a laughing business that's why Paul took on the church in common say hey wake up i'm I'm an apostle and i'm talking to you somebody has misbehaved in the church instead of you to mourn what i'm expecting from you is not 21 days fast to start the year but 21 days fasting upon that wicked despicable thing before a mighty god weep let the ministers weep let the people weep but instead of that you are puffed up you are even defending the person may we never defend a sinner in our mess never oh he has money You should go to hell with his money when the rich man said he cannot follow Jesus Jesus did not beg him he said I'm sorry for what I said I'll go and sell you all your things please I've changed my mind he didn't say that and Jesus went ahead and said there was a rich man who knew not God he died and went to hell. The passport to heaven is not money. You don't see money and bring it to church. A sugar daddy does not take care of you when you give offering from it. It's abomination. So anything that belittles godliness is dangerous. It's like something that is threatening the human heart. You don't want to play with it. The first thing they check when you go to the hospital is they check your heart. They check your pulse. This thing called godliness is at the center of Christianity. That is where it sent Christ to the cross. It is non negotiable, it is essential, it is indispensable. That means you can't do without it. You know, we've been talking about Christian liberty of late, but this is not one of those things we can exercise liberty about you have your liberty to eat what you like even things sacrificed to idols one man esteem another they greater than the other person that's okay but this is not one of the liberties there is a necessity it is not either or both the strong and the weak members and ministers are all told to add to their faith godliness the pastor can show you know I have my liberty you know for I've been preaching for all these weeks this week is a week of no godliness I have liberty no you don't have that one the strong and the weak think about it they are all told to add to their faith godliness by the grace of God you add to your faith godliness amen that is Christianity apostolic confirmation of profitable meantime godliness that godliness is profitable in the meantime in the meantime God does not only have power to affect the future no he has power to affect time first Timothy chapter 4 the verse number 7 but refuse Profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Why? For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness, godliness, godliness is profitable unto all things. Having a promise, it has what? It has what? A promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Christianity takes both time and eternity. It rewards both time and eternity. It saves both in time and in eternity. How many people have gone to the untimely grave because they were not godly? They have lost something. How many marriages have crashed because of the absence of ungodliness? How many nations shaking and they are almost being turned into hell like Sodom and Gomorrah because of ungodliness apostolic confirmation confirmation of profitable meantime in the meantime godliness is profitable Brother, listen when you don't have money to give offering godliness is profitable when you can't don't make too much of this Titan offering things in church I have my tithe card. My, you have a godliness card? How have you been living within the seven days of the week? You are just taking tithe, 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 tithe. Wordliness of the highest order. If your faithfulness cannot make you accountable, nothing else will do. What is your motive of even paying the tithe? What do you want? What do you want from the church of God? Are you a worshiper? Or you are just a social person. It's unfortunate when the church can so decline. Somebody died, and then they said the priest said he can't, he can't bury him because he's owing, he's owing tithes and dues and what have you. If he's a Christian, he has gone to God, to God already because all his debts are paid. Don't make matter do. I say. On the authority of God's word and by the Holy Ghost. Don't make much ado about ties and offering. I don't care whoever is, is magnifying it. Talk about holiness, talk about godliness. But is what I see. That is the inescapable emphasis in the New Testament. You are taking this, this, some of these peripheral subjects too far listen if we're in this church and you could not contribute to help us get the tea whatever forget about it you are still a child of God yeah. nobody should make anybody feel less inferior we have not, we have not finished talking about the blood that purchased us to talk about a piece of paper to purchase something that will expire of course those ignorant people too brought money to, to settle the debt a debt that can take you out of hell, if you're already in hell. That is how far ignorance can lead people. Confirmation of profitable meantime. Godliness. Chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. About godliness with contentment. I like that. It's not a small game. <laughs> I have investment. Don't talk to me about your business portfolio. I have more than that. And I shout about it. Godliness with contentment is a great game. Everybody here should strive to do something. Don't be lazy. Find something and do it. And do it with all your might. But don't get into the error of verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts. Which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some converted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, now you must understand that this is, we are reading Timothy. He is, he is a bishop, this is an apostle. A father in the, in, the, in the gospel talking to a son of God. And this is his words. These are his words. He, Paul does not feel that this is, this is below Timothy. No. Because sometimes it's in this ministry that you get slain because with the love of money. What you did not get in the world, you want to get it here. When Paul says, listen, Paul said today, they read it. He said, I would rather die. Than somebody should take that glory of my boasting away. I would rather die. That it should be said of me that I'm am, I am demanding for my rights. I would rather die. Can we preach when there is nothing? If we will talk about honoring God more than we honor men of God, God will be happy. At least we will get something. Don't just be gone crazy with contemporary theology. Listen to God's word. If I'm a father, where is man? Anna begins from we are talking about reverence. How much do you reverence God? Some of you call me Papa about 20 times in a day. How much do you call the Heavenly Father in a day? Of course, Psalm 1 from verse 1. I believe that they, they quoted it to the church. Like Psalm 2 is on record in, in the book of us. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that worketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. His delight is in the law. Of the Lord. In his Lord does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree. Where? Here. Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in this season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever that man doeth shall prosper. Can we talk about that when we are talking about prosperity? Well, we forget about that one. God become a jackpot. So he favors only the rich. If you can give this big, then God will bless you this big. No. If you can live godly, God will bless you. People have not proven it, that's why. Money is very little in the things of God. Very. God does heart, heart inspection before he does hands inspection. The ungodly, they are not so. <laughs> they can never be. But are the chaff which the wind drives away. Whole companies end in a day. Sometimes the people are going to work that day. they don't even know that their company is collapsing that same day because of no godliness. He shall bring forth his fruit in his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Meantime, meantime, meantime. Psalm 37, verse 7. 37, verse 7. Take your faith from the scriptures. Don't take it from Christians around you they may not be doing the will of God. Psalm thirty-seven, verse thirty-seven. Mark the perfect man. Mark him. Mark. Steady. Observe. Oh, I wish you observe. And behold, the upright, the godly, for the end of that man peace You know, sometimes ignorant people, they just see something and they rush to make comments. Oh, this thing, it will not work, it will not work. Even Gamelia, he said, we don't talk that way. If this thing be of God, just so Mark the end. The perfect man. Not the preacher, not the pastor, not the prayer warrior, not the tongue talking person. The perfect man. Whatever he is, is he a wife, a husband? A child, a businessman, mark him, and behold your pride, for the end of that man is peace. May your end be peace. Apostolic persuasion of perpetual merit of godliness. That's what we are looking at. Every word there is important. Persuasion. They were persuaded are you persuaded of life after here beyond here are you persuaded and this is not a quick answer you give yes i'm persuaded no your actions prove whether you are persuaded or not when we assay your life the way you are living does it persuade us of your faith in the now more than in the life to come apostolic persuasion of perpetual merit Eternal merit of godliness. Some of our brethren are not here. You know, we thank God for them and we are celebrating with them. We wish we could all be with them. You know, they they have completed school, university, one degree, diploma, whatever, and then they are going for uh, congregation. The the, the question is, how long is that going to stay? At a point, nobody even wants to ask you, What is your certificate? I have all mine all of them they are in my file and so what they are good I I challenge you to go to school everybody here either you are schooling or you are doing something with your hand with all seriousness nobody should become an object of pity in the church use your mind use your hand if your mind is not going to help use your hand if your hand is not going to help use your mind by all means use something but then if only in this world we have hope see that's that's christianity we must live in a balance it will be unchristian to get up and say i don't do anything because i'm waiting for jesus to come that's not christianity at all christianity is to leave solid impact in the now and wake up in eternity with rewards of that impact that's christianity jesus is not coming for lazy saints. eternity is all about resource and applause but it is dependent on what you are doing now may we utilize our time well so that we can become profitable people for god and in society first timothy chapter four The verse number eight, First Timothy four eight, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. And eternity is part of all things, having promise of the life that now is end of that which is to come. Apostolic persuasion of perpetual merit of godliness. Second Peter chapter three from the verse number eight but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing anytime you see don't be ignorant you have to pay attention sometimes we have a lack of balance in these exhortations so almost every believer knows concerning spiritual gifts I will not what I will know what but if that is all you know you can perish because jesus said on that day many will say unto me lord lord have we not prophesied in your name done wonderful works cast out devils and yet will i profess to them that depart from me ye that did not do godliness so don't be ignorant of this one thing this one too that one day is with the lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day one day 2 Peter 3 from verse 8. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness. As God promised to bless you, this is also one of His promise, of the coming of His Son. But it's long-suffering to us world, not willing that any should perish. Oh, what a good God He is. But that all should come to repentance. Repentance is what sinners must hear. That's gospel. We don't entertain ourselves to heaven. We repent together. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing them you have to see it. It's a good vision to see that all these things shall be dissolved. Use them, use the world to the glory of God. Have ambition to be somebody. No dwarf mentality. Have a giant mind. Be tall in your outlook of life. Don't just see around your nose, around your circle. No, lift up your eyes. Live big. But see. That in all that living, I've got a house, I've got a car, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I have certificates, I have a degree. See that all these things shall be dissolved. Seeing that they shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought it to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Persuasion of perpetual merit of godliness. That's Christianity. Looking for and hastening on to the coming of a day of God wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I want to end tonight by giving us instruction on how to exercise ourselves unto godliness, our exercise unto godliness. Why? Because godliness has competitors and rivals. You see, sometimes you say, I want to do this, but before you know what, you could not do it. Something came in, a friend walked to you, you had a call, and you left that thing undone from morning till evening or the next day. It's undone. Godliness is exactly like that. I want you to see it as an activity which can be left undone. And then, People like to mystify things and claim this is God. God is not superstition. The road to godliness and healthy spirituality, healthy, is not through some mystery road something that people have to be like so how you know these days that is messages trembling all over the place how i encountered this how i went to this place that is just like flying saucers don't waste your time i'm begging you all you have to learn is from this place nobody has a ministry of saying something beyond what is here and sometimes the thing is that they are using this one to say more than it has to say, or less than it has to say. But for you, stay in the Word of God as it is. Oh yes, why? Because I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. All my life is what I want to do. No more, no less. I believe there is a soul in you. I have apostolic persuasion it cannot be negotiated so even when you are careless i want to get your attention by prayer by supplication by entreaties by passionate preaching by prophetic preaching awakening your dull conscience because we see something by the grace of god but you don't see it and i'm saying that the road to godliness and healthy spirituality is not through some mystery road. Godliness and spirituality is not when we get when we get mystified or encounter certain mysteries. Then say godliness. That's from the pit of hell. Ancient, gentile kings like Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, and Belshazzar. These were real people who lived in real time. They had supernatural encounters. Think about it, Pharaoh. Hmm. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, a hand appeared. What have you seen? But all these mystery encounters that they had, you can call them encounters. They were nowhere near godliness. They were nowhere. Don't spend your time listening to one hour of somebody's encounter. You say, keep on encountering. Encounter, go, move on. Counter, go. What do you use your time for? What do you use your data for? Godliness is not mysteriousness. That is just a fad, it's a vogue, it's like a fashion so people pride you know in that and it's misleading that orientation can lead to eternal destruction God is light the word of God gives us clear practical way of godliness and it has got nothing to do with the mystery or mysteriousness so I'm giving you in a very pithy form very brief concise yet pungent instructive points for your own good and for your godliness number one withdrawal from certain kind of company so that is what i'm talking about you see there is no mystery to what i'm talking about now i'm not talking about things over your head oh god God is somewhere, I've encountered this, I've seen an angel, I've done this, and th- that's godliness, no? I'm talking about the exercise. Your own exercise in godliness. Withdraw from certain kind of company. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 5. 1 Timothy 6, 5. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself if there is anything God has blessed me with he doesn't bless me with anything but more but this is it it is the blessing of knowing who and what to withdraw from oh and how I thank him for it whoever you are this boy will withdraw from you oh yes I thank God for it. Or else I wouldn't be here by now. To be different is not inferior. So sometimes people want to change. They want acceptance. Because they can't stand aloneness, difference. Withdrawal from certain kind of company. Supposing that, you see, these people are going against godliness, so we say withdraw. The way they are going, it won't help. The messages they are preaching, what they are teaching, the way they live their lives, they are the group. Withdraw. I have the right in this place, like we read in First Corinthians uh, today, chapter nine. You are the seal of my apostleship. I watch over your soul when I say withdraw 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 in authority I say withdraw by the anointing I say withdraw by my calling I say withdraw by my office as an apostle of Christ my conscience bearing me witness every cell in me saying this is who you are I say withdraw from the corridors of eternity, there is utterance coming forth through my human vessel. Withdraw! That's how you exercise. I'm not here coming to say, you know, fast for 20, 50 days. Don't let anybody tell you how I fasted and I encountered this. So that is the word godliness. I say withdraw even from such people. There is not a mystery thing to be godly. The exercise of godliness the, is in two things withdraw from the wrong people follow the right people that is all how do I become godly I should go to a certain forest Shaba, Kaba. stop that nonsense withdraw from the wrong people follow the right that is how you exercise yourself how many people are in me? very inconsistent today is Wednesday where are they yesterday a lot of them were watching football I don't know when they close and my heart rains into two all those of you brothers in this church you are still not die to football you are a saint. because i can see your passion is more than the passion for christ if i had my way i would delete you from my phone i speak with the jealousy of christ's apostle some of you don't understand when we are talking the same way people don't understand what to do in your office that is the, how you don't understand what some of us will do. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless. I live, yet not I, but Christ has lived in me. Withdraw and follow. That is all. Withdraw and follow. This week, or wait, I don't know, one of our senior ministers will come for this conference. And I said, No wonder I'm in good hands. I, I am, I'm with the right person. Same thing i'm dead to all this He's mm-hmm. telling them his church so even tv bush tv even tv if i have time to watch cry then withdraw from the wrong people withdraw from the wrong programs what are you watching what few in how will you be godly withdraw could it, your messages be on a certain mysteries of God and what have you? You are a fool. Withdraw. There was one guy in this church who sent me a message, you know, after all the foolish things that he did. Pastor, I'm very sorry of, of, of what I did. I didn't have the courage to do it. Of course, how will you have the courage when you are misbehaving? When you are doing the wrong thing? How will you have courage? I told you in this place that Righteousness, holiness It builds confidence Of course, the righteous shall be bold As a lion You will not have courage Because I am light and you are darkness You won't And I want to live my life That way that I will forever Intimidate evil By my even my presence Oh yes It's a good thing When evil spirits saw Jesus they started screaming the light shines in the darkness the darkness cannot comprehend you don't know how god is happy for what was happening tonight it is only that kind of church that can that can conquer only the faithful overcoming overcomers are the faithful ones god has said you no know, whether he's overcoming with the cloud is he only overcomes with the faithful that is the prophetic significance of gideon and his army faithful ones only 2 out of the 12 spies faithful ones and then we can take in so withdraw from certain kind of company and then follow the right company the right company the right company in your in your your hobby right company in your luxury time right company in your choice of entertainment oh I just want to watch some things you have the liberty I also not have said that but it has profited little but make sure that it is the right company first Timothy 6 sleeping but that woman of God flee these things and follow up the righteousness godliness faith love patience meekness follow after then when you come to seeking Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, flee also, useful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith. I mean, who are your friends? People who can insult left, right, and center. How will you be? How will you be godly? Tell me. You say you want to be godly and you were a sister. All your friends, they are eight. You are with them nine. All the eight, they have boyfriends and they tell you this phone is from this one the next one says my bag is from here my shoe is from here how will you be godly that is all you don't need to speak in tongues for 10 hours to be godly withdraw and follow the right people simple switch fellowship don't join that assembly of compromises people have watered everything down wrong company it corrupts good manners the bible says listen be be strong be strong be strong to say no be strong to say all men are going this way but I'm going this way be strong what do you really root for in the bible be strong don't let anybody do it for you be strong oh yes be strong Be strong. I insist on influence inferior to none. Paul said it. He said, whoever they are, it's nothing. I magnify my office. Be strong. Cut links from certain people. This asuswe from certain people. Refuse certain invitations. That's how to be called. There is no better way to say it than what I'm saying. You know, today... I Was writing and then I, I I was reflecting on the words of Jesus. The how relaxing are the words of Jesus. No wonder people walked away. He said, Except you eat my blood, drink my blood, and eat my flesh, you have no life in you. I mean, the people could not even wait for the explanation. Immediately they bolted away. Except you hate father, mother, wife, children, yea, your own life also. I mean, Jesus had to say these things, or or else the church would stone any preacher who, who would be, have been the first person to say it. All of us preachers, we hide we hide behind Jesus to preach, because He has said the toughest things. Oh yes, in the statements of Jesus are the summary of the gospel. Jesus is not do much of like too much of theology, like Paul the apostle. See, because time was not there. The main mission of christ was the cross that those historical events that nobody could do except the christ death barrier resurrection not even this healing ministry and all those things so he said certain things which now the apostles they have to explain their nose that's why you can't ignore apostles doctrine no 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 the best thing the church can do is not to be staying in the old testament that time is over and finding teams for meetings from there Uziah, Uziah must die and all those things he has died already let's leave him alone and of course not even the gospels come into the apostolic scriptures be imbued and suffused with the light of the glorious gospel of christ move from justification to sanctification until you see your glorification in the book of revelation the lord give you understanding and may your soul be saved because you understood that the gospel is not all justification it's also sanctification it is godliness and it is holiness. Everyone that has this hope of his coming in him. Purified himself even as he's pure. Bow down your heads. Shall pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Oh, to be like thee, precious Redeemer, pure as thou art. Come in thy fullness, come in thy sweetness, stamp thine own image deep on our hearts. Thank you, Lord grant us grace for a life of godliness with distinction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember... The future belongs to us, we believe.